Well, I'm going to have you look with me to the first few verses here and then uh, just keep up, okay? We're going to try to cover some ground here that, uh, like I said, Peter took liberty, didn't he? (laughs) And good things happened when he did that. But uh, what we're going to do today is share this word of truth. And it starts out, truly, truly, verse 1, I say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and a robber. Oh, and the other part of the triple threat is we're going to be talking about us being ready for when this next candidate steps forward. I got to tell you, I appreciate what the church board has done in uh, seeking out our prayers for guidance as they look for this candidate, this particular person, to fit the bill for Bethel. And I hope you're looking at this, going into this, like we are the sheep. You and I are the sheep. We're looking for a shepherd, okay? We're praying for a shepherd. And and so what that first verse is telling you is the shepherd will always use the door coming in to visit with us and to share with us and to be someone that we can trust and get acquainted with and know their voice. Huh? And and, uh, there's other people, though, that would like to come through that door. And we want you to know that uh, this is going to be part of the message today. We're going to be on our toes. And, and the board, thank God, uh, they're going before us in these matters. Verse 2 says, But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hears his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, by name, and leads them out leads us, he leads us, we follow, we follow. Verse 4, when he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them because he's a leader. He's going to lead us by going ahead of us. And the sheep follow him because they know his voice. A stranger, they simply will not follow. And you know, that's good teaching when the sheep know not to follow just any voice. And, and I can tell you, it's a real pleasure for anyone who will speak to a group of folks and they soon pick up in their spirit that they are there to hear the word broken, open for them to digest and enjoy and feed upon. And that if it is contrary to the word, that's not going to fly. And, and that's why it's good to be an educated flock. I can tell you, I feel like we have been educated and over the years here, and it's not going to slack up any. You know, uh, we're, we're actually getting ready for the mantle to be changed over. And, and uh, I don't know how ready Elisha was when Elijah finally relinquished his mantle. But I'm going to tell you something. That exchange 
is one that our pastor right now has made it very clear he wants it to go very smoothly. And, and with that, he means he doesn't want to see any uh, power of the Holy Spirit shortage. <laughs> and, and by the same token, he doesn't want to see any man conjured spirit surge. This is, this is a time, this is a time when we need to be on our toes, and that means our spiritual toes, because we do want to be uh, agents of God, and we are sheep, but agents of God, and we need to be schooled that what comes before us is from the Word, from the Word of God, okay? I'm sure you're there with me on that. Now, uh, the, the verse that I'm going to be really anxious to say to you as the kind of like the, the title of the package. I don't use titles for messages, but this is the keynote for this message, and it's verse 7. It says, so Jesus said to them again, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. Now, it doesn't take long to say that, but I want you to see something here. Jesus had to say it again. He had to remind the sheep that he's the door. He's the door. That can remove a lot of anxiety. I like one of the passages in the songs we just had because it lifts anxiety when we come to the Lord. And, and so having that in mind, it also said not only again did he say it, but truly, truly kind of indicates that he was putting a pretty good deal of emphasis on the fact, get it in your spirit. I am the door. And we want to be there with that very same thing, but now uh, being ready to greet this one that is going to use the door is on us. Now, he, in this verse 7, I'm coming back to what he said, I am saying to you. So we could change that over to say right now in this uh, season of transition that Jesus is speaking to the Bethel flock and her friends that uh, worship with us. And, and so keeping that in mind, he's making it very clear that he wants our input because he wants our ears first. And you know what? It's always best if we've listened before we speak, our inputs. Huh? I think so. Okay. So in this text then, uh, the door of transfer, uh, transition is before Bethel. Jesus has placed a huge emphasis on this in verse 7. But here's the problem. Oh, yeah, there's a problem. Okay? Now, this is not a problem Bethel is wrestling with alone, but this is for any transition going on anywhere. And, and so part of the problem is shown to us in Proverbs 14, 12, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, huh? Oh, it looks good. We, 
Uh, but the end thereof is a, a deathly trap. And, and so what we keep in mind then is anything that God has created, the devil has tried to mimic or copy or in some way have a facsimile similar to it, but the key with what he does is he can never sustain anything that's really good because he will allure you with something that's good, but he is not able to keep it standing. And so that's just something uh, where that when we have it in the word of God that we are to wait on him. I'll tell you, that's when the dividends start to fall our way as waiters for God to speak in our midst. So we, the sheep, are going to pass through this door temporarily without a lead pastor. Is that a little iffy there, huh? <laughs> because you know how sheep are. They were distracted. We get to the place where that uh, we have and a little agenda, or we just simply lose track of time because we're enjoying the pasture. And, and, and so what we have to look at here is when we are going through the door, we are the sheep. The real leadership still needs to surface. And God, well aware of this, and we all know it by now, God is never taken by surprise and, and he is not going to be caught off, off guard with what's become, coming, what will be coming, excuse me, to us. And so it is a, a transition and it is a door that we go through. And, and so with that problem in mind and the fact that we are the sheep, uh, we are looking for the shepherd because the shepherd, when he leads us through the door, we can be confident that we're going into new things that will be good and profitable and, and strengthening for the body. Now, sheep making their choices are a little scary, yes, but I want you to understand God is intending to put the sheep in that position. And so he is going to be the leader. He is the door. Where does he live? He lives and leads from within our heart. And so just going over the things I know, and I want to throw another passage out to you now, and that's 1 Corinthians 16 and 9, which sort of gives you an idea of what happens when there's a wide door and when there's good opportunities coming. It says, a wide door for effective service has opened to me and there are adversaries. There's, you're thinking now with me, aren't you? There, is there any good thing that can come uninterrupted and just have an easy street flow from one uh, transition into the next? Well, it'll be an easy flow when the right man is here, the right person of God, okay? And it will be easy. But 
there are adversaries. So every time there's an open door, open doors attract people. And, and that's where distractions are also attracted to these open doors because all sorts of confusion is what the devil's all about. So we're not here to, we didn't salute him earlier. We won't salute him now. And we're not uh, lifting up his name or his throne at all. But I want you to know that God hasn't done away with him yet because he has a purpose that he's still fulfilling. And that bar, the large part of that purpose is he's not willing that any perish. So thank God for that. I've got some in my family, and, and this is something that, that God knows. And, and so understand that as we come toward this open door, it, it's going to have a lot of excitement, and that's good. I think it's proper that we be fully excited for this move moving forward. And, and so that's what we can expect, a little bit of excitement and, and uh, remember that everybody coming up there in celebration isn't coming to celebrate with us. Kind of like today at celebrations, there could be a demonstration at the celebration, if you know what I mean. And, and so uh, that's the confusion. That's what the enemy does. Just be aware of it. Just be aware of it because God's got some good things for us. You know, I mentioned something. I, I have to read this. I put, this is not a tribute, okay? But uh, thank God for the pastor that we've had these nine years. And, of course, the board has a grand program for us next week. And, and I'm not trying to infringe on that. But I do want to just share with you a few thoughts of mine, and that's all they are, my thoughts. But my thoughts are directed to our shepherd that we've had these nine years. And so I will say this. They have shepherded our Bethel flock quite well. Our spiritual health has been nurtured from the truths of God's word. And, and one thing that wasn't hard to pick up, there was no flinching and no trying to change anything in the word. When it falls, the open word is where we have to be. And, and, and so our pastor made sure of that. Now, both he and his lovely wife, I look at her as a minister, pastor as well, they both ministered with integrity in the pulpit and with their life example. And, and that, that's a great, great tribute for anyone to have that said after them. We are ready to move forward, united in a spirit of oneness in the Lord. And I was surprised uh, at some of the stumbling blocks we had uh, when we brought him in, Pastor uh, Rittenauer and his wife, uh, they weren't the stumbling block, but boy, there was a lot of activity. 
and a lot of flurry going on at that time. We'll leave it at that. Uh, community presence is emerging for Bethel Assembly. And, and the thing that has really saddened me is while that's happening, at the very same time, the pastor's personal health has been suffering a significant loss. But here is what puts a smile on my face, a smile of gratitude. Yet their shoulders never left the plow. Didn't matter how sick or spent, they kept on task. So they've always displayed a heart's desire to serve God's vineyard. And, and that happened to be the Littlestown area and the surrounding areas. And he treated the assignment very seriously, faithfully. And all the praise and the honor and the glory went where? Went to the Lord, never looking it for himself. So truly their service has been God's gift to Bethel. And their season here, my opinion, has been a priceless treasure. So I just wanted that on the record that that's where I am. Okay. I'm looking for one guy who said he was going to take a seat near the front because he had tomatoes. (laughs) I haven't had the duck yet, so we'll keep going. Okay. Now, I'm looking at verse 1 again. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the door of the sheepfold of the sheep but climbs up some other way, some other way, straight out, he is a thief and a robber. Thieves have a certain mindset. And verse 10 in the verse In the first part of verse 10 of this uh, text in John 10, 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. That means he's come to take away from you when he comes. Now, the thief only comes to do these things. Don't, Don't get fooled. He's not our friend, okay? That's all he comes to do is to steal or to kill, which means if he can, he will snuff you and me out. That's his game plan. And then destroy. I sometimes wondered, why was that in there anyway? Because it covered it, didn't you, with the killing and the stealing. But uh, no, destroy has to be in there too because our possessions will get attacked by the enemy but maybe even more importantly, reputations can be ruined, and that's in the exact intent of the enemy. So I'm just saying that these are things we can look for. And actually, I got it in my notes. We could ask Cain, and he'd have something to say about this. We'll take a look at it right now, if you don't mind. Somebody put a paper clip on there. They wanted me to only go one page. That's not happening. <laughs> okay. Genesis 4, verses 6 and 7. 
This is Cain. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? Tip off, clue. And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Not only that, and its desire is for you. And and, uh, it doesn't end there either. Because then the word of God says, but you and me must master it. We got to put it to work in what we've learned, what we've been taught, and, and to begin to come strengthened sheep. There's a difference between strengthened sheep and bully sheep. I hope you haven't met too many of them. But they're a presence too, and they feel like they're strong. In the 34th chapter of Ezekiel covers that territory rather handsomely, and you should look at it if you aren't familiar with it because God has a plan for those fellas, and, and it's not going to be pleasant. And, and, but I'm saying to you, this was what was on the plate of Cain, and he came with an, another idea, but it wasn't one that was going to get God's blessing. Now, God's made it clear to all of us what blesses him about our relationship with him. And he's looking for people that will love him with all their heart, all their soul, all their mind, and all their strength. That's what thrills and pleases God. Okay, and, and so just saying this because Cain, he came with an offering, but it was his plan of what was going to be good enough for an offering. Now, we're not going to go into uh, shakedown of the pockets here. That's not what that verse is going for. It's going for what is in our heart with all our hearts attitude, with all of our soul invested, with all of our strength designed and keyed to be for the glory of God, and our minds the same. And, and so uh, I, while saying that, that, that's where Cain sort of fell off the train and, and God didn't destroy him for that. He gave him a life. It was a life that wasn't as pleasant as it could have been. And let me just stop there a second to say, let us not be okay with. I've got some of it. I think I'll pull out now. Let, let's not just get a portion of what God has for us and be satisfied with that. Let's take the risk of being the sheep that will follow a leader, the lead shepherd. 
because his intent is to carry out God's assignment, God's design is in his heart before he even gets here because God is preparing him. I tell that to the young men in in Rangers. I say, God's already preparing your wife. You better be praying up because it's it's going to be hard keeping up once you do get married. You don't, don't want to give them a head start. And no, that's not the message today, but it's... Okay. So, the season of transition has ground rules. Oh, yeah. Ground rules. Or could I even use the word protocol? The season of transition. We'll have it. And and I'm going to liken it to what Jesus started out with. He announced to us that I am the door. Jesus is the door, okay? Something happens at a door. I'm not well-versed on what I'm about to say, but I understand some of the court and how it works. I know some about judges. I know some about those doors that go into the courtroom of the judge. And if you've ever noticed, now I will make reference to the courthouse down in uh, Baltimore, Baltimore County Courthouse. Had to work there for a number of years. And, and um, the hallways where the courtrooms were were very spacious. <laughs> and benches lined up against the wall on both sides going down this huge hallway. Well, every judge will have his name on a docket that's posted outside of the door. And that, my brother and sister, is why we're talking doors today. And in a courthouse, the door in which the judge separates you from him, that door is a powerful door because once you swing through that door, you're moving into the judge's parlor. There's only one person in charge in a courtroom, and it's not you and me. It will be the judge. And his personality becomes well-versed. And so I'm not... This is not an attack on attorneys, but I can't resist. (laughs) They hover outside the door. And, And so you're coming to the courtroom. You have a lot on your mind. Things are disturbing you right now. And as you get there, these folk are out there in the hallway. Now, some of them are there by your invitation. But they're staying outside of that door of that judge. And what they want to do is intercept you on the way in because they may say something like this, oh my gosh, this isn't the judge we thought we were going to get. And, and so we have to change our strategy. 
a little bit. And as I was working, uh, I was an arm of the court. That's what I was. And, and so it always, <laughs> I hated to see people gobble up when their attorney would, would say to them assuredly, I know the judge. That always worried me. <laughs> and and uh, they did know him. But the judge is still in control in that courtroom. And I will tell you, the attorney is convincing. When I first started my job, I was there to pick up first-time violent offenders of the law that were juvenile. And uh, as I sat in there, I would listen to the attorney, and I said, oh, my gosh, that he's got this case locked up. What he just said here, I'm convinced. I'm standing with you, brother. And then the assistant state's attorney would step up and, and have what he was going to share. <laughs> and I was just the same guy again. I said, oh, wow, I'm definitely behind him. I think what he is saying is the way to go, you know, and, and I'd get all pumped up, and, and at the end of the day, I was exhausted. <laughs> that was a roller coaster. <laughs> and, and, of course, the judge has final say. And not only that, there's another door in the courtroom that he's also in charge of. And, and so you don't want to frequent that one. And, and, and I've heard some very convincing pleas as people were being forcefully led toward that door. And, and so doors, Jesus wants us to realize he's the door. Everything I've talked to you about by way of an opening, not only was there a wide open door for opportunity, but the adversary was always right there. Keep that in mind. Because it's worth the effort. Yours, God's putting his in. We already know what Jesus did. I, matter of fact, I'll just read you what he did. Where is that? That's in verse 11, isn't it? I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Okay? Keep that in mind, the fact that he's the good shepherd. Well, Jesus, I've told you enough about the judge here. We, thankfully, we've been blessed with our dear brother, Brother Jeff had to really appreciate. I have had the opportunity to sit in his courtroom, and, and it's marvelous. The presence of God, if you can uh, wrap your head around that, is in there with that man. And, and good things happen for people that need something good to finally spill in their direction. Praise God for your efforts, my brother. Appreciate what you do. So Jesus, he paid the price for this door with his life. And shepherds, kind of like the one we are 
going to be saying farewell to next week, he spent a lot of his health getting the ship righted for, for Bethel. And, and um, in, in that, he served his time that the Lord had for him. And that which he was able to do was God's assignment for him. Everything he wanted to do yet needs to be seen. But he did what he was supposed to do. And so we will move on. And and Jesus is saying to us, number one, you can count on me. I've made the investment on you. That's my words, count on me. But of course, in in here, in John the uh, 14th chapter, yes, I am the way, this is Jesus, the truth and the life. You want to be where truth is and where life living is, worth living is. And, and Jesus says, I am the way to there. And no one comes to the Father but through me. I am the open door. Okay? So there's uh, Cain's way. Those that are born again, they had a different way. If you're still deciding, think long and hard because Jesus has the way, the way. And listen, in in, uh, Psalm 127, got to have that for any transition going on. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. So, season of transition, great thing. Is it causing you to be excited? Or is it uh, a little unsettling? Somewhat confusing, maybe? Well, maybe a little fear or anger, too. These are things. I, I need the band, if they wouldn't mind. It's kind of like a rescue, if you would come forward. <laughs> it, uh... Jesus emphasizes, I am the door. And that verse 11 This is what it means to him to want to take ownership of a door. He's the good shepherd. He gave his life. Gave his life for us. Okay. So, I'd have to say that was the ultimate commitment, what he did, giving up of his life. But you know, a shepherd, when they come here, basically... That's the commitment we're looking for, and that's the commitment they live by when they're the shepherd. They want to come to us because God has given them a plan, has given them a heart to fill that plan. And we need to realize that this is the way it works in God's economy. Notice that the church doesn't run like some of the great corporations. And so there's a lot of things that we could pull the books up on and say, you folks are in trouble. But don't buy that lie because I'm going to tell you the books 
that are in line with God are the ones that count. He says, don't fear the one who can take your life. If you're going to fear someone, yeah, fear the one who can not only take your life, but your soul. And, and so when we put ourselves in his hands with full trust, there's not going to be any let down, any way for us to feel we've been shortchanged because that's who God is. He does things right. So the shepherd is who we're looking for. In verses 2 and 3 from our text, he enters the door. That's the shepherd. And is a shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper is going to open the door. And, And that's, again, we have to be participants. And we need to really be on our spiritual toes for this transition. I said it before. And the reason for that is because there's going to be attraction to come through that door for our harm. And we don't want any of that. That kind of distraction has no place here. And and when we're on our toes, we can spot it and uh, snuff it in the bud. So the duty of the sheep, keep it in mind, we got to follow. We follow. The follow is not spelled L-E-A-D. It's spelled get behind the shepherd. Support him. Pray for him. And we need be praying for him right now. We need to be doing that. That's why I'm so grateful. The very first thing that came out of the board's mind for us was we're reaching out to you for your prayers. I feel real comfortable with that. We will pray. And so going on further, we want someone here that has the ability to feed us Someone who has the ability to protect the flock from false teachers, from unsound doctrines, provide integrity of the Holy Scriptures to us. Nothing salted, nothing watered down, but God's plain word. And of course, able to lead us. So God has charged the sheep And this is the last of it here. Deuteronomy 13 and verse 4. This is God speaking to us. This is what we're to do as sheep. One, you shall follow the Lord your God. Number two, and fear him. Number three, keep his commandments. Four, listen to his voice. Five, serve him. And six, cling to him to him can you put your mind on clinging for a minute what is clinging he God is asking us to cling and and, and so we have to be willing to step out of ourselves and commit to where the shepherd is leading 
It may look scary. It may look all kinds of things. And it's not for sheep to withdraw and withhold and take further counsel on whether we have the right one or not. Cling is you grab hold of and be ready to go forward with arm in arm into our vineyard. And that's, that's going to be the key for us moving forward. And so to do that, you're going to have to taste a little bit of his presence. And that's what we've been able to do today. I want to thank you. I want to thank the pastor for allowing me to speak. And on his behalf and on behalf of the congregation, this was great for me. Today, let's walk, though, with the thought of who the shepherd is and who the sheep belong, where the sheep belong. We belong in back. Okay? God be with you. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at BethelAG.com or on Facebook at Bethel Assembly of God, Littlestown, Pennsylvania. Our services are also live-streamed every Sunday on our YouTube channel, Bethel AG, Littlestown, Pennsylvania.